Welcome to the Gravity Beard Podcast. We're recording today in Studio A. Continued thanks and appreciation to our listeners. Thank you to Jake Dexter for providing our theme song. It's called In The Mix. You can find him at jakedexter.com or on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Many of you have probably seen a presidential motorcade, but have you ever driven in one? Of course not. Me either. But I know somebody who did. And he doesn't work for the Secret Service or a government agency. He doesn't work for a private security firm. In fact, he doesn't have any military or law enforcement background at all. He works in an office on the other side of the wall from mine. Do you have a lot of questions? I did too. They'll all be answered on this episode of the Gravity Beard Podcast. You can find the Gravity Beard Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume podcasts. Do us a favor, go to iTunes, subscribe, write a review, give us a good rating to help us grow our audience. Or as always, you can go to gravitybeard.com or Facebook. And without further ado, let's get to the show. Tyler, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Toph. Uh, I've called you in for a specific reason. You've recently had a very, very unique experience. Let me set that up just a little bit. Are you are you pausing? Are you pausing at the very beginning of our podcast to play I'm not, Pokemon Go? I, I'm not pausing. I'm just I'm just You're letting just, you do what you do while I do what I do. Fair enough. Okay. So so we're not going to talk about Pokemon Go on this, I, on this episode. But I caught him. But it but it is but it is enough of a phenomenon that at the beginning of our podcast we're about to record, you, you are playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. That's how wide this thing is. Maybe we'll do that on a future episode, but I doubt it. Correct. So, anyways. I've called you in because you've recently had a very, very unique experience, something that almost no one's ever done in their entire life. Let me set it up a little bit. You were out of town for, for several days. I ran into you on Monday. Your goal for the day, obviously, was to catch up from being out of town, uh, but you weren't able to do that. Tell me just in short what you were doing. Uh, I was preparing to be a driver in the presidential motorcade for when he came in Dallas on Tuesday. Right. So you were going to be a driver in the presidential motorcade because of President Obama's trip to Dallas, which, sadly, he was coming to Dallas because a little over a week ago, we had one of the worst tragedies in the history of the city. The memorial service was a couple days ago, and you somehow found yourself with an opportunity to be a driver in the actual presidential motorcade for that trip. Yeah, they, they, they enlist a, a certain amount of trusted volunteers that they heavily, heavily, heavily vet to drive usually just, you know, like staff and, 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 and members of the press and uh, special guests. So so let me stop you there because because when, when I ran into you, you told me what you were about to do. My first question was what I felt was the most obvious question you could ask, which is what in the world are they doing tapping into private citizens to drive in a presidential motorcade? It seems like they'd have a private security company or government secret service folks or like they would have some like people in a more official capacity, either private or public, that would be drivers in the presidential motorcade. Yeah. So I, I can't speak for them. Uh, and also, I want to be clear that I, I'm not in this podcast. I'm not going to be giving away any secrets or, or, or specific details about this is handled more just speaking generalities that everybody in the press already knows about. Right, right. Um, and you were able to, you know, see from on the ground in Dallas. Because, so. because you were, you had to fill out paperwork, and part of that paperwork was specific instructions on a confidentiality agreement on things you could share and not share. Yeah, no times, no locations, no specific events that the press wasn't privy to, things like that. So. Fair, fair, fair enough. But so, so. I, I do think, I do think it, there, there could be some value in 
uh, not only in terms of monetary savings, um, but in, in just having some local people um, contribute to an, an event like that. I mean, obviously they. But, but not even not even law enforcement people or former military. You know, that you, have, you have no special background in doing what you did yesterday. You're not a trained driver of any kind. You're no. just you're just a random guy off the street compared to maybe somebody with a specialty like that. I mean, they did they did check my driving record and it came back fairly clean. But beyond that, no. <laughs> but not even crystal clear. I mean, it, you, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't have a per, you don't have a perfectly clean driving record. I mean, everybody's got their blemishes. I was going 26 in a school zone earlier this year and got slammed for that. So you even got a recent citation. Well, it was in like February, so. It was relatively recent, but I, I do think you know when you're you're getting a large, not large quantity, but you know eight eight to twelve, uh, you know volunteers to help in a process. Um, you get people that are really motivated. Um, sure. You get people that have local knowledge about the area, and obviously there's a significant amount of cost savings associated with that. I would think. Well, we won't we won't dwell on this too much longer, but but were you a little bit fascinated when you when you got the opportunity, the the idea that they were tapping into. I thought I was qualified to do it, but I did not. Were you? Were you were I didn't know it was a thing. Right? Were you curious? Were you like, really? Like this is a, this is a thing? Yeah. And, and initially, okay. So I was I'm like, not I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Fascination of no, the, whole, of the no. whole thing. Like before you get started, that's what I wanted to talk about first, which is that seems odd to me. No, okay, and they've so anyway. And there, there's been a few articles in the Wall Street Journal about like, hey, this is kind of odd, and there's been some bad experiences. Um, that have been publicized. I can't imagine. Um, but I, I think for the most part, you get citizens that really, really, really care about the situation that go sure. above and beyond to make sure they're doing everything right, take it super seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you hire a private company of drivers or something like that, one, you might not get the drivers that you're looking for, two, they might, you know, in the droll of doing this every single time, might not be as motivated every single time as they should be. And three, obviously, there's a big cost to something like that. Sure, interesting points. Okay, uh, so we're past that point. Um, That's just my thought. How, how did you, or how did how would someone else be one of Okay, so how many people are driving in the motorcade total? Just an estimate. Like like volunteers or total? Just total total drivers. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I think you'd see from the, from the news coverage, there's probably... Probably twenty cars. Twenty cars, I would guess. And, and how many? How many volunteer drivers, or how many private people like yourself that are pulled in to do this out of, out of twenty? Uh, probably eight to twelve, something like that. So, but so I, about, I don't so know if that varies. I mean, everybody yeah. knew the vice president was but, here, but a decent everybody percentage. Knew the president was here. Um, you know, everybody knew t- uh, Ted Cruz was here. Um, a few senators, things like that. Yeah. Now we're all on the newscast, so. I mean, this is probably a larger one, I would think, than normal, but I don't really know. But but about uh, what I'm getting at is the percentage of the total drivers. Ha- half of them are, are guys like you. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Pro- probably about that number. All right. So so tell tell us how you got to be. How, how does this happen? How does it literally prime? just you know somebody within the uh, the inner circle uh, of the White House of the White House itself. So yeah. so you've got an indirect or direct you, contact with somebody in the yeah, White House, and that and that and that's how. That's how someone like you might get that opportunity. Yeah, I think you have to be recommended. You have to be a known person. And then on top of that, there's, you know, obviously a bunch of, um, you know, I, I imagine a ton of back. I mean, they told us they ran background checks, but I, I think sure. they tear into everything possible in your history, I would imagine. I bet they would, yeah. If you didn't have a file before, you've got one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Fair enough. I, I, would, I would hope so. As a citizen of the United States, I hope that they go through that process. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay, so... 
so you, you get you get contacted, um, you, you start the process. We don't have to go into that detail. Really, I want to just get your perspective. How do you sleep the night before? Is it something you're thinking about? I mean, obviously, you're excited about it. It's a really unique experience. Tell me a little bit about going into it. I think if it was just like, you know, uh, uh, from my perspective, it was, you know, if the president was coming to town, no big deal, just like a fundraiser or something like that. Yeah. I would have been pretty, pretty easy about it like you know he's just coming in town there's nothing going like, on like but, oh that's interesting yeah but the fact that we have an african-american president um in a situation where you know there's 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 some serious racial tension um you know and i think i think terrorism and, and, and conflict you know runs on momentum so i think the fact that there was a recent shooting a bunch of rallies that kind of thing it's set up for what could be a bad situation, and luckily yeah. nothing happened. But I, I well, think had there not been a shooting, you know, five days before or whatever, four days before, I think I would have been able to sleep a lot easier the night before. Interesting. And, and just for the listeners' benefit, where we work, you know, former President Bush just lives a couple miles from here. He offices a block south of here. He used to office in this building. I didn't even know that. For, for three or four years, he officed in the building. And every morning when we pulled in the parking garage, Secret Service would run our license plate. Well, there you go. And, and then, and then uh, Donald Trump was in town a couple weeks ago. He stayed at a hotel one block south of here. So, so from time to time, we're in a part of the city where these types of people come through. Yeah, but, right but, between Love Field and the airport, basically. Yeah, but, but, even, but even compared to those, like you set up, this is, a, this is unique. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is the, I mean, very rarely do you have the VP and the president. Oh, yeah, former presidents. Come, yeah. Come for something that's a non-election type thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so slept just fine. Thinking about it a lot. Did I? Yeah. Uh, no, Monday night I didn't sleep well at all. One, yeah. One because I was getting back in the office and my brain was just going nuts, and two, you know, I was going to be part of a motorcade. And <laughs> Driving anything, in the president's if anything, motorcade. If anything happened, which I don't think it would, you know, they they do a really good job of securing uh, the route and you okay, know, everything so, like that. So. so you get up the next morning to tell tell us how it goes. Um. We picked up the cars, and I'm not going to tell you where we picked them up from, but we, we, we drove from the location that we picked them up to, to Love Field, where everybody knows uh, Air Force One, Air Force Two um, landed. And, you know, we, we had all our car search. Um, you know, they retrofitted our vehicles with things that were necessary for the, um, for the motor game. Um, a lot of bomb dogs, stuff like that. Um, Waited a few hours. President landed, pulled up. I was actually in a car where, where you know, I was replaced by a uh, driver in the Secret Service. So I actually ended up driving one of uh, one of the vans and drove around um, some staff, things like that. Um, it was a nine-hour day, and I guarantee you, we were just sitting waiting for seven and a half of that time. Wow. So, um, but yeah, we, you know. As you can see on the media coverage, we pulled up right to the plane. Um, you know, everybody got out the back. Everybody normal got out the back side of the plane. And the president and I think Ted Cruz maybe also came out of the front of the plane. So, you know, the VIPs came out the front. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama came yeah. with them. Yeah. Right. Um, just, also, like, just like we see every single time they fly somewhere. Yeah, every time you see on the news. They come down that main staircase to the front of the plane. Correct. Um, and... I don't really. I'm sure the news showed it, but I don't remember from my perspective where Biden 
enter the situation because he landed first, as everybody saw. Biden landed first in Air Force Two, then Obama in Air Force One. So I think Biden was probably ready to go already by the time Obama got in his limo. So you guys were obviously on the ground. You got to see the plane land and taxi. Yeah, but we're in a big line, so I can't see like mm-hmm. like 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 where Biden's entering the picture. But I mean, did you get to see the plane come down and taxi to where you were? Oh yeah. So oh yeah, very, it was right very, in front of us. So that's like, very cool. It actually at one point was pointed towards us, and then it turned. It looked like it was going to run into us. And you're like, thank goodness, because I don't want to get hit by a plane today. Yeah, a big one too. Yeah, yeah. huge, huge plane. But uh, it was really interesting. Like throughout the whole process, I mean, like how much we interacted with Secret Service, and they're just like genuinely good people. Like you would think that they would be on edge and like super focused and everything like that. And they are super focused. I, I don't want to. Give an impression otherwise, but they're just like they've done this so many times, you know, to where they're not on edge, they're focused, and you probably don't even know it. You're you're just pointing to the fact that they they still made time to to be really nice to you. Yeah, you ask them a question, and they're like they're very pleasant, very genuine. I mean, like when they're in the moment, they're in the moment. They're probably not going to do that, but if they're just sitting there waiting, they're gonna you know be nice people and talk to you back. And like it was really weird how much they interacted with us. You know, because we're just normal citizens. Um, how much they interacted with us, briefing us, making sure we were comfortable with everything that was going on. So, like, when the actual event happened, we knew exactly what we were doing. We knew exactly what would happen. I mean, it was perfectly orchestrated by them. I mean, like, even if something new went wrong, we knew what to do the whole time. Cool. So, it, it, it actually, like, at first, I was like, man, it's kind of weird they're letting a citizen do this with, you know, just a clean record and a good, decent driving record. But, like, when it actually happened, I was like, okay, I kind of kind of understand. Like, they prep you so much, and they're so careful that mm-hmm. it felt like it didn't matter if I was Secret Service or me because they just prep you so well. Absolute pros. Yeah. Okay, so so everybody loads up in the vehicles. You Anything else we need to talk about regarding the airport? Head off to the event. Yeah, we head off to the event, and there's, again, 20 cars, and uh, the majority of them have armed personnel in them all the way from um, you know, some sort of special forces all the way down to, um, you know, Secret Service. And, and you, you, maybe you can't or you don't have to get into these details, but you told us, you know, and some of these vehicles are just decked out with security stuff. Like, they're, they're, it's not like a normal car. Yeah, there's some dudes, like, you just look at and you're like, no, we're not. I don't even want to talk to you. You're somebody you don't but, want to mess with. But, but even the vehicles themselves... You know, it's it's a it's a Cadillac limousine, but it's not a Cadillac limousine. Like it's a it's an armored car. Yeah, I'll, I think I think there's probably, I don't know exactly, but from what I can tell, there's probably, probably half the cars in the motorcade, the important ones, are like could survive quite a bit. Oh yeah, you can throw grenades at it, and it's probably fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's just really interesting. So I mean, again, that was another aspect. You got up close and got to see things that almost no one ever gets to see. And, yeah, you know, these, I think it's probably stuff that you all imagine. Is the truth? Like, I don't think anything happened where I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea that was the case. No, 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 but but you got to see it much further up close than anyone else typically does. Yeah. Which is really cool about the experience. Yeah. Okay, so you head off to the event, get to the event. Um, yeah, and, like, I, I think, if I remember right, there, there's some of us that went uh, up top, you know, as the media covered, uh, and you saw, and there's some of us that went down below, and obviously, uh, and by down below, I mean into the basement, and again, you could see us on the news coverage, but... Um, you know, we, we just, you know, dropped the VIPs off downstairs. We sat in the parking garage and, and then, sweated our ass off and for, then just wait. for, for many, many, many hours. And it was cool. Part of the deal was we got to, uh, shake hands with the president and, and oh, meet you did? him sometime in the, like, uh, I think we're, 
God, we were in the garage for a long time. But, like, there was a 10-minute segment where we got to go and shake his hand. So. You did. You got to interact with the president. Just very briefly, but yes. Got I to mean, say hello, shake his hand. Yeah. You got to be face-to-face with the man. Picture, that kind of deal. You got your picture taken. Yeah. As, a, as a group or? Yeah, group. You, you didn't get to take individual selfies, each person? No, no selfies. No selfies. You no. didn't get to use your uh, your Pokemon camera? No, I tried. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. What else? What happened next? Um... We loaded we loaded up eventually. I mean, it was literally like just get in your van and drive when the car in front of you drives. I mean, as you'd expect. I think I think one thing one thing I, we actually skipped over unintentionally. Uh, can you say anything about what it's like to actually drive in the motorcade, the actual driving of it? Oh, um, so yeah, they told us they told us we'd be driving pretty quickly uh, with as many cars as you saw were in the motorcade. There's like twenty cars or something like that. Um, it's there's a lot of cars and getting. Up to like 80, 90 miles an hour just like isn't basically possible just because you're trying to keep pe- people in line and stuff like that. So I don't think we really ever got over like 50, 55 miles an hour, honestly, which was a little bit surprising to me because I thought we'd be just absolutely flooring it. Uh, but the route was so well planned. Um, there were no security breaches. There wasn't really ever a need to go fast, if that makes sense. And it's really tough to do with that many cars. So um, it was cool. You know, we never once had to, like, slow down or stop. Like, they had everything shut off. And what normally, like, in, in normal Dallas life was, was like, a 25-minute drive was a five-minute drive, which is kind of nice. Sure. Sure. You're not stopping but for nothing. nothing. Nothing really exciting happened at all. And, 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 again, you don't have to talk about the details, but you got to observe how they, their tactical maneuvers, how they, how certain cars have to drive a certain way. Yeah, they do a little weaving to... You know, as security measures. I, I didn't get a great explanation why. I mean, you could obviously assume yeah. that doing a little weaving creates some confusion if anybody was trying to do something. Sure. So you got to see how they drive a specific way in the other yeah. cars. it's kind of cool. Our cars, we just drove straight. You just drove straight. As right. you can see from the footage, like like the vans just drove straight. But, um, yeah, it was it was really cool to see. Cool. Okay, so, so the event's over. Everybody loads back up in their vehicles. What happens next? Uh, you're basically just doing the same thing. Same thing in reverse. On the way home. And then, um, you know, as you saw from the news, uh, Air Force One takes off, uh, and then Air Force Two shortly thereafter takes off. And Air Force Two uh, is definitely a much smaller plane, maybe half the size. It looks like just a normal plane you would take if you were flying to Chicago tomorrow. And Air Force One is massive. So it seems to me like if there's any people that are traveling, traveling with the presidential uh, group, they're going to be in Air Force One. And then Air Force Two is basically, from what I can tell, Biden and his close circle of people, and that's about it. So, dying to ask, were you able to determine which one of the two planes had the hot tub time machine in it? I was not. But Biden's plane looked a lot older, so maybe that one. Maybe that was the hot tub time machine. Correct. Because it, it had to be on one of the two. Yeah, and they don't want you to know which one it is, probably. And maybe it goes back and forth. Yeah, they don't want people to find that out, I don't think. I can't imagine they would. Keep the, uh, keep the people in the Middle East guessing. Of course. But what would we do if we lost our hot tub time machine? Correct. I agree. That's our ace in the hole for sure. There's no doubt. <laughs> worst comes to worse. Everybody thinks it's the red button, but it's not. It's, it's a hot tub time machine. Everybody hops in the hot tub time machine and everything's okay. And everything's fine after that. Yeah. Uh, cool. So the planes take off and. Uh, I mean, it's late at this time. I mean, you could see the planes took off at like, um, you know, five o'clock or something like that. So um, we left and uh, they unloaded all our cars. Um, they loaded everything back up. They, 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 they travel with uh, a lot of the president's things in a, in a, like a bomber plane type mm-hmm. thing. So yep. you know they pulled the limos under there, 
downloaded as many things as they could, uh, and then they sent us home in those cars, and we drove them back to the location where we picked them up. And so we, we were done at, you know, I got home probably at 6.30. So your, your day started at what time? I met them at the location where we picked up the cars at 9. At 9, and so it's... Got home at 6.30, something like eight, that. eight, nine, ten hours. So it's a full day. Cool. And so last people you interacted with were Secret Service folks yeah. or staff folks or... Yeah, unloading the cars for the most part. You guys Again, all, super nice guys. Like, you guys thanks all, for coming. You guys all went to the Tilted Kill to celebrate the day and... Incorrect. That, you see, you we did, did not do that. You, I, I you, did that on my own. You did not get together with all the Secret Service and go to Tilted Kill. We did not. That's a detail I had wrong. I, I, I did that on my own, and I thought we were going to keep that private. I'm really embarrassed right now. I shouldn't have brought that up. Okay, so when I go back and edit this, we won't talk about how you and I, and I went hope you by yourself. You went by yourself to the Tilted Kilt. Yeah, sometimes you just got to get away. But I hope you remember to delete this. I, I, sir, I will do everything I can to remember to delete the, okay. that you went by yourself to the Tilted Kilt at the end of the day. Correct. Okay. Uh, man, is there anything else about that experience that we should know about? Any No, I'd, I'd love to share? do it again. It made me feel like, uh, as a citizen, I was helping out so which, which, which do you feel like is more gratifying jury duty or driving at a presidential motorcade in terms of the amount of waiting it's very similar but in terms of what you do when things actually happen probably the motorcade you would prefer have you been to jury yes. duty and you're saying you'd rather drive in a presidential motorcade for sure okay we'll, we'll agree to disagree okay I really enjoy jury duty I'd probably turn down the opportunity to drive in the motorcade I understand you make sure you come up in the random picker thing as much as possible as much as possible duty. Yeah, if I don't hear from them for a few months, I actually contact them. Hey, don't know if you forgot about me, but right, is, is, I think I haven't a, had jury duty since last month. It's about time that I come and be on the jury. Correct. Mm-hmm. I actually sometimes I don't just know show if you up. have my updated address. Right, right. I've lived here for eight years. There's been cases where I'll just show up to a random court case, say, "Are you having trouble seating your jury?" Any fill-ins? Yeah, and I'll just wait out in the hall. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll make my own little. Whatever you Fake call badge it. and then try it, to go it, it'll in. It'll say volunteer juror. Yeah. And it hasn't worked yet, but I'm, I'm trying as much as I can. Interesting. It's my civic duty. That's a good idea. I'm going to try the, that. But if the motorcade opportunity, I'd be like, what? Meh. I would just. Can meh. I trade this for jury duty? Right. I'd be like, I would love to drive in the presidential motorcade, but I'd rather do jury duty today. And then I would just ask to be sent down to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's, that's what I would do. But, yeah. But we're just different people. I understand. Cool. Man, Tyler, that's. That really is one of the most unique experiences I think that a human being could possibly have. I, I think if, if if a listener just thinks dry, actually driving in a presidential motorcade, that's pretty unique. Thanks for sharing the story. Of course, Dove. Happy to do it. You bet. This is where I'll wrap this up and say this is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or any place else to listen to podcasts. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, go out to Facebook and give us a like on our Facebook page. Go out to iTunes and give us a review. Actually, not one person, Tyler, not a single person has gone to iTunes and give us a review or a rating on our podcast. Yeah, it is a bunch of crap. And I'd really appreciate it if, if you would, since you've now gotten to consume another episode of fantastic content, if you wouldn't mind to please go out to iTunes, give us a great rating and write a little review. Tell us, tell them how much you enjoyed hearing Tyler talk about driving in the presidential motorcade. And uh, we'll see you on the next show. Adios. Adios.